0: pay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen. I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you fast, you're not to look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen. I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that you may not appear to be fasting except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. Glory to you. You have heard the saying seeing is believing. And for me personally, I like that idea because I'm sort of a visual learner. So if somebody says something about this, the other thing, or designing something, or some sort of reality and I see a picture of it, or I see a chart of it, it does. It it helps me understand the reality of it. To see something makes it more concrete, real, and tangible. Well, that saying only has a certain length to it. Because, last week, I guess it was, I saw what many of you saw too. There, I saw a lawyer and a judge and this proceeding going on, and one of the lawyers was a cat. And this cat kept on saying, Judge, I'm not a cat, I'm a lawyer, really, I am. And apparently, he had a delightful filter that some child had put on, and so as he's zooming in, this big cat is talking to everybody. Maybe seeing is not believing, or everything you see is not true. Indeed, this is always a lot of fun, With technology, you can play around with things as fanciful and as joking around as that. But it also gets a little more serious. You can Photoshop things. You can reconstruct visual realities with all sorts of technologies. In fact, you can use the visual image and create your own realities. Now, indeed, seeing might not always be, or believing might not always be based on seeing, But when you see things, there is an image that comes to you. And there's a reality in a more serious way that's very much part of it. And it's not just about technology, although technology makes it a lot easier to construct our own visual realities. But it's always been part of us as human beings to create an image, to create an image that will have people believing certain things, either about us or the reality around us. And indeed, that is the the call of Matthew's gospel. Do not do things to create things that are not real. So even in ancient times, there was always this idea that I can create a different kind of reality by doing something, by looking a certain way, by by creating a dynamic among people, People will look at me and see something that I want them to see. Not my reality, but rather an image I want to project. Indeed, the word hypocrite comes from the Greek word meaning actor. Role-playing a reality that I have created. Seeing and believing are not necessarily coexisting. Indeed, we see in the world that idea of creating new realities everywhere. Watching the news, I'm sitting there and I see the advertisements that come up for a big company, a big multinational corporation, going on and on and on about how wonderful the the millions and millions of dollars and things that they've done For planet Earth, it's just amazing. And you just want to listen to that commercial and go, how wonderful. And then I also understand, oh, yeah, they don't pay their workers very well, just above a minimum wage. Then I see another kind of reality about being a real American. we got the flags everywhere. And as soon as we create this image of what America is, and I still have no idea what it is, Because every image I see is always strange and fun in an interesting way twisted. But the same person has no problems at all denying people's vote. Come and join us. We are all together. Why? So long as you look like me. But I want to convey this universal image of myself. We see a corporation, another corporation that is all for the environment and you see them planting their trees in front of their corporate headquarters and yet their carbon footprint is bigger than the entire city of Hampton, Newport News, and the entire peninsula. But we love planet Earth. So goes the image. To see must mean I believe in Matthew's gospel there is a mandate not to project an image of ourselves that is not true. Indeed, this idea of projecting image is built into us as human beings. I want you to see me at my best. I want you to be impressed with me because this is what I'm projecting to you. I want to be, in fact, put together and having power and having a kind of prestige and status. We spend so much energy projecting images. And we spend a lot, a lot of energy trying to cover up things and mask things that are not so good about us. You all can relate to this. If you really knew me, you could never accept me or love me. All of us have been there. And so part of our lives has been about projecting images that we want people to see about us. Thomas Merton talks about the true self and the false self. That the false self essentially is an ego-driven mechanism within us to mask so much of us. But the problem is, the older we get at doing this, because when we're young, we we want to project strength, and we want to project all sorts of things about ourselves, but after a while, the longer we do this kind of stuff, we start believing our own projections. We start believing it, and then we lock into them. And therefore, our great discussions about Lent and change and doing things, so much of it is image and not content. For indeed, the false self is about consuming things that mask, the false self is about the insensitivity of others because I am the centrality of my own existence. And the false self prays to God only when they need God. The true self is to be in a place of vulnerability. I know myself, and it's good, but it also is not so good. That I am weak. I'm incompetent about certain things. I can't do this and that. I struggle with things. I am vulnerable in my weakness. Hold that very long, and we will all become uncomfortable with it. It's not a good place to be. Yet, it is precisely in this vulnerability, in this notion of weakness, that we have a new understanding of our need for God. For the true self understands they are nothing before God. And in that humility, they become everything in the grace and love of God. The true person who knows themselves well in their weakness also has a heightened sense of empathy and compassion for the brokenness of the world. The almsgiving of Lent flows from a genuine concern for others. And indeed, in our true self, we do not consume. Why? We're so busy emptying ourselves of all the junk that is preventing us from being honest and honorable. Lent, especially this year, because normally this is not the way you know I talk, because the, the idea of, of let's do this together, you know I'm more of an activist. But with this COVID thing and with everything around us, I don't know what's true and what's false. In the political world, This is true, it used to be false before, now it's true. This used to be true, now it's false. Who knows? The game playing on every level of life is such an incredible distraction. And it's designed to be a distraction. Lent puts us in a place where there's nowhere to hide. And in the brokenness of the ash that we are reminded to die to all those things that are propping us up. That in our authenticity we come face to face with our God who has called us to the fullness of the kingdom. Brothers and sisters, when we cry out to God for our strength, let us also pray out to God In thanksgiving, for he holds the fragileness of our lives in his hands. And in that love, we will be made new.